I'm Robin. And I'm Melody. And welcome, Molly. It's been like four months since we, at least according to my app, four months since we last recorded. I wouldn't doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been forever since we've actually sat down and done any kind of formal podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a long... I can't even remember the last time we did it, actually. It was... Has to be before like my Christmas break and stuff like that. Oh, it's definitely before Christmas break, but that was like just a few weeks. That well, that was like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Um, nothing bad to say right now. Honestly, just thriving. Um, how about you? We love to hear that. <laughs> Um, I'm doing well too. I got a facial this morning and I texted Melly because she was like, do you want to do the pod today? And I said, I'm on my way to get a facial, LOL. And she said, as you should. (laughs) We love the support. It's such a Gen Z thing to say, as you should. (laughs) Yeah, but we love the support. Well, it's just funny because was it last, it was two weeks ago. I texted you that I was going to get a massage, so. Yes. We love that people know their self-care priorities. And it's like self-care is more than just facials and massages and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, but that's part of it, too. Like, that's taking care of yourself as well. Yeah, because a lot of people don't go out of their way and be like, hey, I'm going to make an appointment to get this done. Right. Like, a lot of people just think, oh, let's do a face mask, let's do something at home, but it doesn't always have to be that way. Well, it's like, <laughs> with the massage, an influencer I follow, she would get weekly massages when she was pregnant, and she was talking about how it should be covered under health insurance, because it's really, a, it's health care, like, you're draining your I don't know what I really don't know the logistics but there are some there are a lot of health benefits to getting the massage to like lymphatic drainage I think is what it's called and obviously relaxation which we all know that stress causes a lot of like could cause many health concerns so um or health conditions so I I agree it should be covered by health insurance um but same with facial so like our skin is our largest organ and like my esthetician today was saying it like your skin is kind of the map of your health like the outward map of your health so you can tell a lot about the inside by looking at the outside and I got my first facial about two years ago and I haven't gone back since not because it was a bad experience it was a great experience but just it is kind of expensive and I've traveled and moved a lot so I just haven't had one since then but the first time I went I was like I learned so much about my skin and like what I need and different techniques and things and like I think everyone could benefit from something like that yeah I when okay I feel like financially as a college student I can't just be like oh I want to do a random self-care thing But I aspire to be like you, where it's, like, just a casual chat and be like, 
yeah, I'm on my way to my massage. Or I'm, um, I'm reading. No, okay. Let's, let's have people hear this. So this is how you know you have your priorities straight, okay? So basically, I, I think I, like, tried to call Robin. And I don't remember why I was calling her, but I just was. And then she said, because it was, like, 9 o'clock maybe, and as the listener should know, that is a part of Robin's relaxing time, almost bedtime. So, <laughs> so I, like, didn't get um, her to answer back. And then she texted me right after, and she was like, I'm reading my book. Can we call later? <laughs> and I was like, if I was reading a book, because I've said this as well, I'm trying to get more into reading, but it's, like, harder for me because it's not a habit or a routine that I usually have. But, like, the fact that you were like, this is part of my relaxing time and I'm going to get my book in is crazy. <laughs> I love it, but I was like, wow. Because normally if I was doing something like that, I would just put it down for a second and be like, oh, hi, and answer the phone. So I was like, wow, I really got put in my place. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's good for you, but I was like, wow, I see. That's funny. (laughs) That's really funny, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, and then let me go back to, so the massage that I got a couple weeks ago, I went to a massage school and I used to do this in Cleveland, go to the massage school. Mm-hmm. And the, it was, it's like between like 20 and $40 for an hour massage, depending on where you go. Like every, you know, the school might charge differently. This one, I, I think this one was like $25. Okay. Like the, you, there are cheap ways to do this, first of all. And I do sometimes splurge on like a more expensive massage, but like I appreciate because I was a student clinician in my mm-hmm. speech grab program where like we we would we had to get a certain amount of hours with clients you know like I needed right. that to graduate so <laughs> I'm like if I can assist the um massage therapist in getting their hours absolutely plus I get it for a cheaper price and mm-hmm. they're learning so like yeah sometimes it's it's gonna be I've had some massages at the massage school where I'm like oh that was all right and then I've had somewhere I'm like, that was amazing. So, it, I mean, you're, and you can always tell them like, oh, I want more pressure or whatever, but it's nice because they all do different techniques and like, I don't know, but I mean, same with any place you go, like you're going to get different <laughs> techniques and, and like a personal touch, but the facial, I was looking up um, places and same thing. I'm like, I, I kind of want to do it budget friendly if I can, Um I'm sure they have esthetician schools near you, Melody, where you could go see like an a student for a lot cheaper. Yeah, I'll probably. say sorry if you hear shuffling, that's sunny. <laughs> <laughs> um but this one I thought was a decent price compared to some of the other ones that I had looked up in the area, but it wasn't a school. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And but, Derek could go too. I mean if he wanted. So like it was open for the public, not just, like, people that were in the program. Or not, you weren't in the program, but, like, in Ohio um, for the school. Yeah, yeah. So, they need to get hours. So, they need to practice on people. So, you sign up for the service. 
Oh. And then you can go and, yeah. Do they get paid? Or is it like you're paying the company itself? They don't get paid. Sunny, you're making all kinds of ruckus. <laughs> um, they don't get paid. I don't believe. I didn't get paid when I was a student. Mm-hmm. But the money goes towards, like, supplies or, like, the cleaners or um, the building rent. That See, sort of thing. that's crazy to me because I know they usually don't pay students. Like, I get it. They're still learning and everything. But I had volunteering um, earlier today, and I volunteered at a hospital, and it's the emergency room. And so, you know, there's people that are actual nurses, there's people that are student nurses that need hours, or me where it's just like we're just volunteering because we need um, general hours for that, or some people have just been there forever. And there was this girl that was getting her associates, and I think she's on her last year, so associates is two years, so she already, like, went through the first year, and she was talking about how if you do, like, an externship, which I guess is fully working as, like, you're the person they go to, I think, um, she gets paid for that. But then she gets no pay when, I forget if it's really called an internship or something like that. And I was like, that's awful because the one that she's not getting paid for because she's, like, learning this stuff is a 12-hour shift. So it's like a normal nurse shift, but no pay. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of programs are. It's crazy, though. Yeah, it's awful, but... I mean, you're paying. As a student, you're paying to do it. True. I mean, it's that's awful. It's, it's really not how it should be, but that's how it is. Yeah. That's all I could say about school. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it is crazy of how much, yeah, it's paying for excess stuff and just schooling itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In other news... Um, mm-hmm. I heard that skinny jeans are coming back <laughs> and it's, they've only been out for like a year, maybe two. I mean, I, I don't think it's been that long. I, I think it's only been a year, but apparently they were on the fashion runway for spring. Okay. Can we talk about the runway for a second? Sure. So- No, because this gets me, okay? So, like, I get uh, Fashion Week, right? It's, like, get the designers to kind of put together, like, a whole line or maybe just an outfit. And then the models are walking down. They're just styling. They're just trying to show it off, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But, like, why is it? That after Fashion Week or during Fashion Week, I always see all the memes, all the pictures, all the videos right after. I mean, it makes sense because sometimes it's a little absurd what they're putting on the runway. But I don't know if you saw this. There was Kylie Jenner and she was wearing a black dress. I think it was like to the floor. And she had, or maybe it was shorter. I don't know. 
but she had a lion's head on that dress. Oh, that was Kylie. Did you say Kendall or Kylie? No, I said Kylie. That I don't think that was Fashion Week, was it? I yes, thought that was. was an award show. No, Fashion Week. I did see that because people were talking about another outfit and I saw her walk by and I was like, why is nobody talking about this? <laughs> yeah, because there was a person or a, a model that walked down same outfit and you could tell, at least by this video that was being shown, Kylie looked nervous. She's like, what? <laughs> they had but, the same outfit with the lion's head? Yes, I will have to send it to you. It was on oh, Instagram. Wow, that's... I was like, why is that a thing? Like, you know, because I thought it was just like, oh, Kylie's doing something different. But then, no, it was an actual outfit that they, like, put out for the show. Yeah, the thing with fashion, though, is, like, it's art. I yes. Mean, you, don't, you don't have to understand every piece, but, like, it's it's, it's but telling a, a story. Thing? I don't understand it, and obviously people aren't going to wear that on the street, but it's telling a story, like, it's an art piece. Okay, what do you think of Doja Cat, then, when she was at Fashion Week? She was head to toe in red rhinestones. Her face was covered in red rhinestones. Yeah, same thing, Molly. I I don't have to, like, understand it to know that it's art. Like, that's not my version of art. Would I have created that? I don't know. But if I was, like, a fashion artist and I would, like, fashion designer slash artist and said, like, oh, well, what's the, like, what's setting this mood or, like, talking about this social climate or whatever, like, um... Like, Lady Gaga was infamous for this. Like, all of her, a lot of her outfits were very out, like, out there and controversial. But, like, yeah. she was telling a message with her outfit. So, I'm, I'm, I don't know what the Doja Cat one was saying, but, or maybe it was just fun. I don't know. I don't I know. I appreciate fashion a lot. That's good. That's good. I just was like, what is that kind of thing? And literally a couple weeks ago, I went to an art museum and I like saw everything. I was like, oh, this is nice, you know. And there are some things I was like, I don't get it. And that's like one thing was like very real. And I was like, oh, I can't look at that. Um, But I can appreciate it. It's just I literally don't understand where it comes from. Like, because there's always something like what is this or something you see online where they like have their opinion you know yeah of course people are always gonna have their opinion and with like fashion week and stuff they they do things to make people talk like that lion's head was probably like to get people to talk but um you know I, I and know. I guess to stay relevant because I mean I know a ton of people that are like celebrities or whatever will go to fashion week to get inspiration or just in general they're like invited but I just think like sometimes it's over the top yeah and I think it's meant to be like same like even with like bling empire some of the outfits they wear I'm like what in the world but I'm like they're doing this first of all to like evoke conversation and second of all because like that's art and it's, like, that's not, like, I mean, this is for the, like, I don't know if they wear that. Like, it was for an occasion, you know? It's not, like, streetwear. Yeah. yeah. 
You remember the Bling Empire episode with, uh... The nose ring? Yes. Yeah. It literally, she was like, I can barely, what'd she say? I can't move or I can't She was like, it's hard to talk in this thing, much less eat. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember thinking, like, yeah, that, like, going to dinner wearing that. I was like, what is she thinking wearing that when you know you're going to be eating? But then I'm also like, she did that for the reaction and it worked. Yeah, she, like... I don't know. It would be better if it was, like, a photo shoot. I'd be like, okay, cool. But, yeah, when it's a dinner when you are going to be talking and stuff, I would not. Right. Well, celebrities, they're not just like us. True. Very true. <laughs> Do you re- You probably don't <laughs> even know what that means. Like, the in magazines, they would always have a, um, a section called celebrities they're just like us and they would have famous people doing like going grocery shopping picking up laundry from the laundromat filling up their gas tank like average things really <laughs> yeah oh like That's ashton like... kutcher filling up his gas tank <laughs> tina fey picking up milk and eggs at the grocery store the thing is though i feel like half of that stuff is just to like make it seem like they're like us like it's not well, even that's exactly that. what it is that's exactly yeah. what it is but they're not just like us yeah because another thing not bling empire but the one that's in new york that's like the newer thing Ugh, i don't even want to talk about that one well i was just gonna say because the main character dorothy she's like oh i never have to open the door i never do this wait how do you do this and blah 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 and i was like that's crazy and she was like oh does someone clean after you and all that stuff and she's like oh I'm used to having it like where I don't even have to lift a finger it's crazy what's crazy is in I don't know if it was in that New York bling empire bling empire New York or whatever that show is called which I really dislike but anyway yeah um I don't remember what it I don't remember what this Oh, man, I wish I could remember. But someone was talking about, like, their housekeeper. And it's like, oh, they're like family. Like, they've been with us for, they've been working with us for, like, 15 years. They're like family. And then someone says something like, but you pay them, so they're not family. This might have been a movie. You People. There's a a movie called You People on Netflix. I I think it might have been. You saw that movie? Not actually. I mean, like, I saw it when I turned on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but anyway, and I think that was – they made a comment about that there, and it's like, no, you pay them. They're not family. Like, they're not just coming to hang – it definitely was from that movie. It was like, they're, she's not just coming to hang out. Like, she's coming to work for you because you pay her, and that's her job. Like, this is not – and I remember seeing other people be like, oh, yeah, our nanny is like family. Like, mm-hmm. our housekeeper's like – it's like, no – no yeah that's not the same like it's not that you have to it's like i'm sure they're nice and i'm sure they have good conversations and like they have a good relationship but like she's you pay them like it's not family it's different like don't don't negate the fact that like they work for you if you're family you just are like there anytime and it's not money related it's literally just hang out but then if you're a nanny or anything like that you're going to have responsibilities to do and not just hanging out all the time. Well, I think it's just negating the fact of, like, 
first of all, that, like, the fact that you have that is a privilege. But second of all, like, they're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Like, they're not your family. They're not your friend. They're your employee. So, like, that's just not, I like, again, I'm sure they're very nice to them. But, like, call it what it is. Um, Anyway, so, and I'm not against (laughs) having house cleaners or nannies. But it's just, like, you need to distinguish. Anyway, I think it just, it was, it was overlooking the fact of, like, you pay them like okay anyway I'm, yeah. I'm off that soapbox um <laughs> so um so yeah but I so it's interesting that so so a TikTok I had watched a while ago claimed that skinny jeans are classic because anything that is in style for more than I think it was like seven or ten years is considered a classic skinny jeans were in style for a very long time and it was due for them to like for us to swing the pendulum to baggy jeans um however I'm surprised that they're coming back so soon but also I think it's the fact of like some people weren't gonna let them go anyway so like and and someone made a good comment that we have more variety of jeans now than we have ever had in one given time like there are so many styles that people are wearing that are all in style like super baggy 90s to just straight leg to boot cut to flared to even skinny people are wearing skinny and I guess that's technically back in style now well according to the fashion trends mm-hmm. um you know so I'm like that that's a great point is that like we have so many options if you don't like baggy jeans or you don't think that's flattering to you you can try straight leg you can try like there's so many there's such variety that we didn't used to have did you hear that low-rise jeans are coming back in too I've been hearing that for two years, and I haven't seen it. Because I haven't really seen it as much. I've seen a tiny bit, but I really feel like it doesn't always look the best. Because some people, they'll wear, like, the low-rise with a longer shirt, so you can't really tell. But then, I think it was, like, a podcast I was listening to, and... They had low-rise jeans on with a crop top. And I'm like, that just doesn't – it doesn't look flattering, I think. Well, that but, that was a 2000 style, the low-rise and then showing your belly, whether yeah. it be like a little – a couple inches or a mid – like a midriff top is what we used to call them, which now they're called crop tops. Yeah. Um, but – and the thing – like we're back in like the 90s and the two thousand early 2000s style, so it makes sense that that's becoming popular again. And like – I mean I have a lower pair of pants that I have bought a while – they're not low cut, definitely not. They're just like not high rise. Like they're regular. Like, they're like – what do you call it? Yeah, isn't it just regular? No, it's not called regular. It has a name. But anyway – um, mid-rise I mean I don't even think it was called mid-rise I don't know but anyway I had bought them at a thrift store and they're boot cut and I remember buying them and I was like oh these will be good for camping because I don't care what happens to them and then boot cut became popular and I'm like oh I'll actually wear them now and then I'm like oh low lower is in now too so I guess I'll like really wear them so <laughs> it's just kind of funny but anyway um I'm not wearing them with a crop top that's not Okay, okay. I would say that's not my age group, right? To wear that with a crop top. Um, however, however, that trend of like turning my mom into me on TikTok, you know that yes. one. Yeah, and I've sent you ones because there are some really good ones where I'm like, wow, that mom looks so good in that mm-hmm. outfit. 
and um or like such a transformation where like the mom was wearing something like completely opposite and then she was like all glammed up it was so cute but anyway um there was a tiktok someone stitched one of those and said the reason that that is that that is trending and people are loving that is because we've been told women are told like dress your age act your age whatever um but for the and I believe she was saying like for the first time women are not dressing their age there's in general like they're kind of like staying with the trends or like whatever and that actually makes you look younger but but you still your age like it doesn't make you look like you're a teenager if you wear a style that teenagers are wearing it makes you look just like elevated yep and I was like oh that's interesting so like they're saying this is the first millennials I guess and maybe a little bit of gen x probably more so millennials are the first generation to not dress their age that's kind of interesting yeah I wish I I could give more detail about what she was saying but it it made a lot of sense when I was listening to it yeah I always say um that when I like get older into like middle age or whatever um that I always want to look like I'm in style or something like that and I and, always do that too. I'm I'm always I'm very conscious about how I present myself to the world. So I'm like I want to look trendy. Do I want to look like a Gen Z? No. But do I like some Gen Z styles because especially because I used to wear some of these? Yeah, some of them. You know. Well, some things you're like, "Oh, I don't want to do it cuz I already wore it when I was younger." That's what I mean by some. Yeah. Yeah. Same as like hairstyles. Um, but I was going to say, going back to the jeans, um, Khloe Kardashian, I don't, do you watch that show, the Kardashians? I used to, but I definitely know all of them. So I never watched really the early, early stages of the Kardashians. I watched how they are kind of now and more recent years. Um, and Khloe has forget what um the brand or company is called but basically they only sell jeans and they like want it for every size of body and every kind of model and everything like that and she was like I'm always gonna have skinny jeans no matter what and like she was saying I like them and so I'm gonna keep them in my line because it's true if like you're the person making them. You're going to have it towards whatever you want. I don't think I would wear skinny jeans again. It's funny, too, because I remember seeing on the Madewell for so long. I'm like, I'm going to get some Madewell jeans. That's like yep. the everyone talks about the Madewell jeans, right? Yep. So um, I was looking on the website and they were having like every the thing is people are like, oh, the huge Madewell sale. They have the sale like every two months. OK, yeah. anyway, so um. I'm looking, I'm like, wow, they have skinny jeans on the website. Like, that's so untrendy. But then I'm like, a lot of people still wear them, first of all. Second of all, they, um, I guess they're back in style. <laughs> but anyway, I ended up finding, low-key brag here. I ended yeah. up finding, humble brag, I should, humble brag, that's the, that's the thing. Okay, humble brag. I found a pair of Madewell jeans that fit me. I never knew what my size was. Okay, now I know because they used, like, the the 38 the 32 whatever they don't they don't do like yeah um and uh at a thrift store 
$7. They are skinny jeans, but I bought them. First of all, they were only $7. And I was like, skinny jeans might come back at some point. That was before I knew that apparently they are back. Second of all, now I know my size. Third of all, I know what those things are worth. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I have wore them outside a couple of times, like outside. I mean, like out in the public, I've wore a couple of times just to like run errands. I'm not going to wear them like out, out, like for a date, for instance. However, I follow this new account and she teaches people how to make skinny jeans look trendy. And I thought that was really a great way to look at it. She's like, if you don't want to get rid of your skinny jeans, here's how you can make them look more trendy and still wear them. And I think that's great. See, I just, I don't know, because I technically do have skinny jeans in my closet or, like, in my drawers, but I literally, the other day, I was cleaning out my room, and I was like, well, I'm just going to put the stuff I'm not really wearing in a bag, and so, like, I'll still have it, but it's just not in the vicinity of, like, the drawer or whatever I'm looking at, but I feel like how I don't know if you said it um like when it was but basically you were like I keep all my stuff because it might go back in a trend okay that's not exactly what I said but along those lines yes yeah and like the thing is though I really like I said I don't think I would go back to them yeah and maybe you won't but I at some point they are the pendulum is gonna swing and they'll come back Mm -hmm. but and they'll be a little different of course it's always a little different but see, um, my um, thing is, I don't keep everything. I don't keep everything. I keep things that I still like that are out of style, a couple of pieces. I won't, I won't keep everything. So I'm like, I have a couple of pairs of skinny jeans. Once again, they're in a box. They're away. They're not in my closet, except for those Madewell ones. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, if at some point, but also if they end up in the box for like, three years, then I might be like, okay, I haven't wore these. I'm going to get rid of them. But I'm I try to be more sustainable with, like, I'm going to keep things that I like versus having to buy new things all the time. Granted, I do buy things, and I I thrift a lot, but, it, you know, just trying to be more mindful of, like, my consumerism. Yeah. Okay. Do you like the cargo pants? I don't like them currently. I have for that style in the past kind of I guess because I saw a person the other day and I was like oh my gosh I love your pants where did you get them and they said American Eagle which okay I think a ton of people are like oh I used to shop at American Eagle I feel like it's getting to the point where at least like my age group and like yours and everything we don't really shop at American Eagle but the pants were a little bit baggy they were like a light brown and they were cargo pants because they had the little pockets and stuff and then it was like cinched at like where the ankle is and everything Mm -hmm. I was like I love those but it's hard to find those and especially I don't think to look at American Eagle or something I would look at yeah like a thrift store like we said earlier or maybe I don't know something different which I've actually been lucky in finding jeans at thrift stores recently normally I am really bad at that stuff 
But I feel like if I go in and I know what I'm looking for, specifically pants or jeans, whatever, then I actually find it more that's than the, before. That's the other thing with these Madewell jeans is I constantly am looking for pants at the thrift store. I always have a very specific pant I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and it changes, you know, but I'm like, I want these. These are the pants I'm looking for. I can never, I never have luck finding pants. They have the style. First of all, finding the style that I want, that's difficult. Second of all, finding ones that actually fit. Very difficult at the thrift store. It never works for me. So the fact that these fit, I, I'm pretty sure these are the first pants. Actually, I've bought dress pants at the thrift store. One time I bought ju- dress pants at the thrift store. Besides that, I never can find pants at thrift stores, ever. Ever. So it was a, it was a big moment for me. Yeah, I remember when we went shopping with, like, the family and stuff, mm-hmm. and you kept being like, oh, you should try these on, but then you couldn't find anything for yourself besides, like, dresses. Yeah, I have really bad luck with pants at thrift stores, but I have found you some nice pants at thrift stores. <laughs> yeah, I had um, black cargo pants that I really mm-hmm. Yeah. I Can we also though... talk? You still have what? those? Well, yes, but I kind of wish that they were higher-waisted because I think since I've washed them multiple times, they just have become more uh, tight-ish or, like, closer um, to my body than just, like, a little baggy. But I still like them. What were you going to say? I, so, we did a whole episode on thrifting. Yes. I have been a thrifter for a very long time. I have gathered quite of I've gathered some skills, right? I have some skills and qualifications when it comes to thrifting. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. <laughs> I actually have no idea. So our sister is having a union ceremony in the fall. And from the oh, beginning, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Keep going, though. Keep okay, going. okay. From the beginning, I'm like, after, you know, she selected the dresses and st- the, the brand and stuff that she wanted us to wear, I'm like, I'm going to look on Poshmark. I'm going to find them cheap. I I ended up, and then Melody and our cousin, their dresses were out of stock online. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to find them on Poshmark for you guys. Slash this Facebook resell group that I'm in. And... I'm so proud of myself. Moldy, you really owe me a lot of kudos, just saying. Give yourself a pat on the back, because oh. since I am not physically there in person, I can't do it. These dresses, the website is not as expensive as some. The average bridesmaid's dress costs probably be- like between like 120 150 This one, these dresses... Are not bridesmaids dresses specifically. They're just like special occasion dresses. I think mine was regularly like ninety eight. Yours was regularly like eighty or something. I don't know. Like between like seventy, between like eighty and a hundred dollars for these dresses. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I found I thrifted all of them on Poshmark essentially and that Facebook group. Thirty five dollars for one, forty dollars for the other, fifty dollars including shipping for mine. <laughs> Half Literally. the price or less than half the price. I can't even. I'm it's so proud crazy. of myself. Yeah. And also, the fact that they're almost all... Well, mine hasn't come in yet, but they're all about the same color green, too. Yeah. 
Because I, I feel think... like you can find, you know, very different varieties of either like a forest green, a, a pastel green or whatever. Yeah, this is emerald green. But I think at least the two that are here, they're slightly different, but they look so good together, like very complimentary. So I'm very hopeful that yours will be as well once it arrives. So anyway, um, <laughs> you, you were going to say something to me about speech therapy. What was that about? I was. Um, so I have a physiology class and sometimes um, because the brain is linked with speech and visual things and all of that, it kind of ties into Robin's SLP stuff. So we watched two videos. One was a person that she knew everything about herself and this person, I guess it's a therapist, I don't know, but the person was trying to like get her to say this stuff like, what's your name? What's your age? And she knew it in her head, but she couldn't get the words out. Yeah, she had aphasia. Yes. I was going to say, I don't remember the medical term, but yeah. And then we watched another video where, um, and also the person that had aphasia, she like would basically say like, yes, when the person would be like, your name is this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she couldn't like fully say it very well. Mm -hmm. Um, Second video was this guy that when he spoke, because he could speak fine, because um, it was kind of like polar opposite, and he basically couldn't say the words in a coherent way. So mm-hmm. he would say like, let's dog park go, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he would just like have so many words in his head that he couldn't mm-hmm. make a full sentence correctly. Mm-hmm. And so when he would speak with this person, um, they're like, wait, what were you saying? Or like, kind of like can you say that again because then he also would jump around to something he was thinking in his head but not what the question was asking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was yeah. so interesting I actually yeah. I liked it a lot yeah it is interesting so aphasia is my favorite thing to treat in speech therapy and there are a couple of ways we classify aphasia which aphasia means loss of language after some sort of damage to the brain, typically a stroke, but it could be um, a, yeah, TV, a traumatic right. brain injury. Um, yeah. And uh, so one of the ways we would classify aphasia is fluent versus non-fluent. So the first one had non-fluent aphasia where she couldn't, well, fluency is, you know, the, the rhythm of our speech essentially. Um, and so she couldn't really get a lot of things out so she would have non-fluent aphasia and then the other one he's talking it's fluent as far as the rhythm of speech but it doesn't make sense so he has non-fluent aphasia there are other ways we like other classifications we look into it but that's just kind of a basic way for me to explain it but interesting moly i know isn't that cool Hmm. i feel like um it's like a better way at least for me when there's actual videos shown instead of just like, oh, this is what happens when you have aphasia. But no, here's an actual clip of people explaining it or showing it on the screen. Yeah. 
yeah, because then you but can yeah. tie in a real example of, like, what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd like that. Since I do. I, I love that. Um, and I think it's cool because it's, like, both of our uh, things that we're doing, or at least what I'm going towards and what you're in, kind of correlates a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the triad of therapy or rehab is PTOT and speech. Um, PT and speech rarely overlap, <laughs> you know, like as far as the triad goes, like OT is really the, the middle. So OT and PT sometimes overlaps to an extent. And then OT and speech, a lot of our things overlap in ways like they're the thing they're focusing on is different than what speech is focusing on. But some of the um, methods or strategies or ways to get to that might be similar or like some of the activities we might target may be similar. Um, whereas speech and PT hardly ever overlap. There are things I would say that interfere like with speech, for instance, if I'm working with someone who has trouble with language, like aphasia, or they have trouble with memory, um, some sort of cognitive impairment, that will affect physical therapy because maybe, first of all, they're unable to communicate if they have aphasia um, with you or you're unable to communicate with them. Or second of all, the memory part, like you give them exercises or remind them to use their walker or whatever, and then they're forgetting. So I, there are ways, I guess, that it overlaps, but I would say like our what we're working on does not really overlap. But it, so it's interesting, though, that you learned about aphasia in your class yeah because like in this class um it's more about like brain and things that happen and why and everything um because there was another thing it was talking about a little bit long-term short-term memory and stuff like that but there was something else that like related oh okay So I thought this was interesting as well. So if you're a right-handed person, apparently you use more of your left side of your brain, I guess, and then vice versa. So it's like um, if you are AMC – wait, how do you say that word? Ambidextrous. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to butcher this so bad. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you can use, like, both hands to write then it gets a little confusing because you're not really one side or the other and you can kind of flip-flop. Hmm. And, like, also, if you have... Um, uh, why am I forgetting all these words? If you have dyslexia and you also are the word that I am going to put... Ambidextrous. Yep. That. Um, that apparently, you know, it's going to be even more difficult because reading and flipping of everything so it's like it get how it can be confusing you know with that kind of stuff which my friend was saying that she's like oh that makes sense because she's like all the above or something like that so (laughs) I was like oh gosh (laughs) good luck (laughs) interesting yeah I don't know if I necessarily knew that yeah it's like I don't know I think we kind of touched on it. It wasn't like a whole lecture itself, but still really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just cracked my back. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what else are we going to touch on? Well, we've already been talking for 43 minutes, so... Yeah, we had a whole topic. Well, we had a topic, but I don't know if it... I don't know how, like... I don't know if we had enough to say about it. Yeah. It's Uh, like... I don't know. With topics, it's a lot of things where it's like, well, I have something, but it's only like a short little segment instead of a whole episode and... That's kind of, with this one, we just wanted to touch on little things here and there because it's hard to come up with a topic for a whole hour or whatever. The thing is, like, all the stuff we've brought up, mostly, are relate like, they were brought on or we were reminded of them by TikTok, so we'll send each other TikToks. Yeah. And often I'll send Millie a TikTok and write pod. And be like the you know idea for a pod, but the thing is, these TikToks, as we all know, are like very short. <laughs> so they'll touch on something. I'm like, oh, it'd be nice if we could like expand on this. Like, oftentimes I'll send her like generational things where someone will talk about like a Gen Z perspective or a millennial perspective or whatever, and I'm like, oh, this is good. We should talk about this more. I like this, but I think we haven't thought through some of the things like yet to really go more in depth. But this can be basically like our what have we been enjoying on TikTok episode, sort of? Yeah, this is our little catch-up, kind of, because it's been so long since we've recorded. It's been a while since um, just, like, talking to the listeners or anything like that. Even on our Instagram, we have nothing going on on there right now. We have not been consistent with that. Mm-mm. I really always am like, I want a consistent schedule, but it is really hard to keep that and to remember at this time of day, it needs to be posted, it needs to be, uh, you know, public or whatever the word is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, we tried doing a schedule before, and now it's just like, eh, we're going to do it when we feel is right so yeah totally yeah well this was a good catch-up wait did you want to bring up any uh news about you and your hubby (laughs) (laughs) maybe on the next episode on the next one (laughs) (laughs) we should we should actually add that or like make a segment it's like on the next one and then just like end it, and no mm-hmm. one knows what's gonna happen until mm-hmm. they watch. It's a cliffhanger, just like with the soap opera, the drama shows. Yes, you have to make it dramatic, keep people on their toes, so they want to listen to the next one. Mm-hmm. Actually, that reminds me of another podcast I used to listen to, but they actually ended it like I think last year, maybe like the end of it or something, like November, December area. But it was Josh Peck, and it's like his assistant or something was a co-host, but I forget his name. Um, But they would always, like, say a whole story and everything. Their episodes were only, like, 20 minutes long. And it'd always be like, on the next one. Or they said something like that phrase, and 
it definitely always made me watch the next one because I'm like, well, what happened? Because they would like do a story, but they wouldn't fully say the whole thing. Mm. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, it's like, you know, kind of like a movie where it's like, oh, I have to see the next like second one or third, even though, okay, for movies, maybe I'm alone on this. I don't think I am. But I always think the first movie is the best out of all of them. Because when you do a sequel, it's not the same. Some I There is a movie where I thought the sequel was better, but it's rare. I'm trying to think of what it was. Oh. Was it A Quiet Place 2? I, I think that was you as watched? good. I think that was as good. It's one of those where you're like, I think people go in with low expectations with sequels or they go in with too high expectations and then they're like disappointed. But typically I go in with low expectations. I thought that one was as good. Hold if on. not better. The Quiet Place is so good. I love how creative it is. I love how creative. I love the sensory. Sunny, it's okay. <laughs> The sensory deprivation that we get in that movie where it's, like, so quiet in some scenes. Oh, my goodness. Wait, Robin. Hmm. You watch horror movies? I don't know if that I would call that a horror movie. Is that technically a horror movie? Yes. I would call it a thriller, and I do watch thrillers. I like thrillers. Now I need to look it up because I swear that is a horror movie. Horror to me is more gory. I mean, I guess technically it's horror. I it's don't a horror. Ha- it's a horror. Oh, you like horror films? I guess the, I guess it is horror because it's a, a, like something's trying to kill everyone. Um, oh my god! And it's a little. Go- I guess there are some gory. See, personally, I cannot take it when it's. Um, a movie where it feels real like if something that could actually happen and it's like a scary kind of movie okay I'm with you to an extent the quiet place would not happen in real life that's why it's not that's why it's it feels more like a thriller to me like it's not like it's it's a creature right it's this non real (laughs) it's a fake made up creature okay um, as far as I mean, some of the aspects of it could happen, I guess, but the creature aspect, you're like, uh, this is like, it's easy to kind of take yourself out of that. Um, but some of the parts of like them being the only ones alive and like that, like that sort of thing. Um, however, um, I, I have to, I do actually, I like thrillers a lot. Um, and sometimes it is hard if it's too real, like you're saying, like a, a situation that could happen in real life. But as someone once told me, <laughs> that's, not, that's the start of a song. As someone <laughs> once told me that you had a boyfriend. Anyway, <laughs> um, movies are meant to evoke feeling and emotion in us. Right. And so, you know, so it's not always happy. Like we don't, even in life, like we don't, it's not always happy. It's not always good. Like some, some of these things and, and it's sometimes good to like be put in a different place well okay and and what I mean by that is like being put in like another world or like another experience another perspective I get that but my thing is like I will have certain emotions when I watch things it's not always just happy 
But I get so freaked out when it's anything. Like, I've definitely said on the podcast, but I can't, like, watch The Joker. I mean, I watched it, but I wouldn't watch it again because it was freaky. I get it. And I used to be more like that, too. Derek likes horror and he likes thriller. And so that's why I pre- that's pretty much why I started watching it. Although I did watch The Roommate with my roommates when it first came out on opening night in the theater, um, which is a thriller. And that was maybe my first one in the theater, probably. And I just thought the energy of being in the theater in a during a thriller is unmatched, first of all. And I actually liked it, but I think I can understand uh. like oh, and Black Swan. I that I think that was those were one of my first thriller movies. See? Um, those were around the same time, I believe. But anyway, um, but I think too, like the more you watch, you kind of so okay, this is something I I can get into, or this is a theme I cannot watch. You know, and I love psychology, so I think like a lot of the psychological, like the the roommate was like a psychological thriller, which ties in a lot of my interest so and black swan too a psychological thriller for sure okay so my favorite genre movie is action or comedy or honestly that's pretty much it so the thing is like uh what was it hold on there was a part of the movie, okay, going back to the Joker, because I don't watch scary movies, so, like, I don't have, you know, much to base it off of. But that movie, I was in theaters with my friend, and people were laughing. Laughing yeah. at a real thing. I was, like, so weirded out. Well, and you were young, so maybe it was part of that. I was but... 17. <laughs> I think that's young. I guess. But, but I think, too, still. like, at first, like, people react to things differently. The joking. I don't know why they were laughing at I don't know. But, um, and I, I only remember bits and pieces of that movie. I did watch that movie, but I don't know if there were funny scenes. I don't know. Um, but it's okay to say, like, something's not for you. But I also think maybe if you but- found a genre within the, a subgenre. within the genre of thriller that maybe you do enjoy there was though um the movie it which is with the clown oh i didn't i never saw that so i saw that because my roommate and her boyfriend were watching it and they're like you have to watch i was like oh god here we go (laughs) (sighs) so i was like trying to keep myself distracted while watching it kind of thing but I was watching some of it, and honestly, it wasn't too bad. It was a little freaky, but not to the same point as the other movies I've seen. And I feel like it's because um, the It character is not a real thing unless you are fearing something. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're fine and you're, like, more, like, standing up for yourself kind of thing, and you're like, I'm not afraid, it goes away. So, so it's not as bad. Yeah. So, one thing I don't enjoy with thrillers or, hor- or horror is yeah. ghosts. Yeah. 
I don't want to see that. I we started a Netflix movie. I think it's called Annabelle or something. Anna or something. Ew. Did you watch my that? Boy, no, I haven't. But my boyfriend, he has seen Annabelle, and he gets freaked out to this day. So I started it not really knowing. It's like, oh, a thriller, some kind of thriller. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And then I'm like, nope. I can tell. I only probably watched. I I didn't even get halfway through. Yeah. But I was like, nope. I can tell these are ghosts. This is creepy. The wife is still alive or she's one of these ghosts or like, I can't even tell, but nope, I don't want to do ghosts. You know, sometimes, so I technically have Spotify premium, but there's a whole thing where I can't find my password and I got a new account and that one doesn't have premium. Okay. So I get advertisements and I get the true crime stuff where it's like you should listen to blah 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 blah, blah. we have a podcast da, da, da. i'm like why am i getting this advertisement it's for the completely wrong person How, did you delete your other subscription or do you still pay for it i still have it because i want that one back but for some reason when you have spotify you can log in without a password did you so know that so you can't get into your other account so I can't reset my password. You need to call the support line. If you're still paying for it, you need to yeah. call figure that out. Because we have it on our TV because we connected it. And we're like, oh, we have the Spotify app. And so I, um, I like, put it on there so we can have, like, background music, not just on someone's phone. But then because of me getting my new phone which I don't even think the listeners heard about that we can go into that later different time but um yeah and then now I was trying to look up that same account because I see the username but then to try and reset my password it doesn't let me do it 21st century problems yeah yeah but it's it is a problem, though, because it's like I really want the one with the subscription because I hate listening to advertisements because I'm privileged with the other one because I used to have it. I will say I never had the subscription, okay? And I had the – and I didn't care. Like, the ads, whatever. Can't yeah. skip, whatever. Not a big deal. Derek paid for the subs- the no- the subscription or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, what? You're paying for that? Why would you pay for that? And he's like, I don't want the ads, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh. And then he's like, why don't you just log into my Spotify? And then we both won't have ads. So I'm logged into his Spotify on my phone. And I can't tell you how nice it is. Right? (laughs) Because I I can skip and go back as many times as I want. No advertisements. And I use Spotify a lot in my speech sessions. I used it a lot with my kids. Like, we would would play... um, like, music is really good for sensory regulation. So for some of my kids that needed more sensory regulation, we would play, I would play maybe classical music. Sometimes I would play songs they liked, like Wheels on the Bus, and we would, we would sing to it, practice language. Right. Um, and then with my adults, I use it a lot. I'll play 50s music. I'll play ca- old classical music. I'll play Christmas music, all kinds of things. And then I'll pause it and say, let's finish the lyrics. And that's a great way to work on speech um, for certain people. So... Anyway, I'm very grateful for no ad Spotify. Yeah. See, the thing is, and I also get it cheaper because they have a student Spotify thing. And so you get $5.99 a month and you also get Hulu and there's some other things too. 
And so I'm like, that's so nice. But now I like have it, but it's just not really working with my Spotify now on my new phone. Yeah. Yeah. So I really, yeah, I am going to have to call them or something. Which if we're going to talk about problems, which I said I was thriving in the very beginning, I swear I am. It's just little technicalities that are a little annoying because my friend got me an Amazon Echo Dot. Okay. Love it. It's amazing, right? Wait, it's I thought circle. you already, you didn't have an Amazon be- Echo before? No, I had nothing. Oh. Um, I mean, our parents have the Alexa. Well, but... I have one too. I think Tori does too for mom and dad. I just assumed you did. Yeah, I, um, I never had one. And she got it for me because I kept being like, I want a speaker. I never have a speaker, and I think it would be fun to have. And I technically had one for my shower so I could, like, jam the music while I'm taking a shower or whatever. And um, the thing is with that, it doesn't work that well. But um, with this, I was trying to hook it up, and you have to have it orange to have it in setup mode. And so I did that. I have the app, all that stuff. I was trying to connect it to Wi-Fi, and every single time it would not connect to Wi-Fi, which is so annoying because it's like such a little thing, but it's not going to work if it's not going to connect. So, yes. So the Echo Dot will not connect to the Wi-Fi? Nope. Once and I have put the a... password in. I've done all that stuff. It doesn't work. You need to unplug it, plug it back in, you need to reset it, and you need to call Amazon and figure it out. I got to call a ton of people, apparently. It's adulting. <laughs> it's all resulting in a phone call. <laughs> no, it's all adulting. You're being adult. Yeah I, yeah, I don't like adulting. I've said that before. I still don't. I think it's ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> You're only really half adulting at this Did point. Did you know? Or less. Been... Oh, listeners don't know. I am 21 now. Big 2-1. Um, but hey, today no, is one month. I was going to say, I have been 21 for a month already. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel great, though. 21 is beautiful. <sighs> I, yeah, it's so great. I feel like there's more they can do when you're 21. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which means Robin is 31. Yeah, but I've been 31 for a few months now. No, I know. <laughs> Actually, almost six months. Wow. 31 years for six months. Half almost. a year. Almost. almost. <laughs> I said almost there. <laughs> All right. Was there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap it up? Not for this one. All right. We have been talking your guys' ears off because when Robin and I start talking, we cannot stop. At least I can't. I will not speak for Robin, but I can talk for hours and hours and hours because we literally were on a call before this for like two hours. So, um, yeah, that's how it goes. Um, so we hope you enjoyed the episode. A little rambly, but we love, you know, getting to tell you all the updates and everything. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or any other platform that you listen to. 
You can also follow us on our Instagram at save that for the pod. And we will post a new picture with this episode, actually. Um, And we'll see you in the next one.